<laughs> Hi and welcome to How to Jack. Restart, restart. Restart. Hi and welcome to. Hi and welcome to Harajuku Data Lake. My name is Morris, and this week we're going to be talking about SHA-1 hashes and the shattered hash collision that Google discovered last week. So, just to jump right in there, Sergio, we have broken SHA-1 in practice, and we got a domain <laughs> domain name about it. And uh, I, I'll, okay, so I'm going to do a quick stab at what this actually is. So. The, the end result is that we have a domain name, shattered.it, and we have two PDF files, uh, PDF file 1 and PDF file 2. And if I download both PDF files and I do like shasam on both PDF files to figure out what the SHA-1 hash is of them, I get the same number. And this is very problematic because these two PDF files are different. They have different contents. And generally, uh, if you do a cryptographic hash of two different things, you should get a different hash. So not getting a different hash is clearly very problematic. So today we're going to try and figure out a little bit more about what that means and what the actual uh, impact of that is. So Sergio, do you want to start with explaining what a hash is? Hi, good morning. Yeah, let's start on Um a hash function, okay, is a function that with the input, uh, any kind of input, it returns always the same result, okay? Let's make the most simple hash function. The hash function could be, for example, that we insert um, any number, any number we want, any binary data, and we always return one. So this is a hash function. Every time that you have an input, we always return one. That's uh, not a very good hash, Sergio. <laughs> no, well, it's not a very good hash, but it's a hash function. So mm -hmm. it's very simple. It's something that um, it's very easy to understand. Then we have what is the properties, okay? But before going to the properties, I would like to mention something very important, okay? This thing that we are talking today is very, very related with the computers. And because we are talking about computers, this is our environment. We are talking that um we have a network a bandwidth uh we have a memory we have cpu and all of these things they limit or kind of uh range for uh do this algorithm this function okay right so i have like yeah i have a billion bytes of memory and i have a C cpu that runs you know multiple million cycles per second and each cycle can do a certain number of instructions Exactly. And these are like, these are the limits of what I, I am able to do. Exactly. So because we don't have infinite memory, because we don't have infinite CPU, we have to create a function that we very um, kind of performance. Okay. Uh, as I was saying before, um, these hashes, they have different uh, properties, but these properties, they are also related to the limitations. Okay. Uh, mm. One of, one of the most cases that we use a hash, if you are a developer, you will understand very easily, is the hash table. The hash table is, uh, yes, you can imagine a table that the uh, the time that you spend getting the, res the value for a key mm -hmm. is 01. That it means that every time you request that, it's going to be a direct hit to the memory. Okay, so It's not going to be exponential. Exactly. It's already exponential or even n or logarithm of n. So it's the fastest thing we can do. But the truth is that the implementation behind this hash table is not an infinite hash. It's just mm. a kind of memory that we assign. And in this memory, uh, we got something that is called collisions. These collisions, what happens when you are writing code, when you are developing a new application and you are using a hash table, um, what what happens internally is we assign, uh, we enqueue these values in the same collision. So what it means, let, let's make an example. Mm. Let's go back and let's talk about this function n that returns 1. Imagine that if it doesn't return 1, it returns the same number but with the modular 10. So it means that when I insert one, 
I will get 1. But when I insert 11, I will get 1. Okay, I won't get 11. Okay, so this would be a, a simple like CRC function. Mm, the CRC is a function that is for kind of integrity and to be unique but the crc is more uh, it's about the length okay of the of the hash the pen of the length is going to be stronger or or um, weaker okay, okay? so it, it's just another type of algorithm but has some this one the crc is has some properties that other hashes like for example the md5 sha1 sha2 they, they are different Okay, so mm -hmm. this CRC2 is, is, it's very easy, for example, for, um, it's very fast. So when you want to have integrity, that works very well. Okay, but it's different properties. Okay, properties of the hash. So going back to the function I was saying, um, in this one that we have 10 elements, what is going to happen if we, ha we want to maintain the value is we are going to create Internally, I'm talking about the implementation. We are going to create a queue. So what is going to happen is we are not going to lose any data. So when you are writing your code, you can use a hash table. You can use infinite values, but internally you are managing the collisions. Okay, but what happens when we have an algorithm that we cannot implement this kind of queue or mechanism that can handle the collisions? Okay, then we have a problem. When you have a same program that you can detect collisions, for example, I, I give you an example. You have a file manager. You use mm -hmm. the hash for calculate from all the binary data of the file. Okay, we get all the file itself. We calculate the hash and we know that this hash, the purpose of our hash is to be unique with that data. We don't want another file that with similar, right. okay? So imagine that we have, for example, the file system. We can do a file system that if we we check every time that we insert a new hash, so in the moment that we insert a new file, that this file has the same hash algorithm, we can detect that, that collision and we say, okay, let's handle it, okay? So the problem here is a problem of implementation and how we handle the collisions. Because right now, we create a lot of uh, programs that they don't care about the collisions because the hash is like is free of collisions. Oh, so so a, lot of, a lot of software is written with the assumption that there will never be a hash collision. That's it. That's the key. That's the okay. key of everything we are talking now. Okay, so actually, I want to so quickly talk about what you mean when you say a hash table. So, you know, a lot of programming languages have a hash type data structure where you have a mm -hmm. key mapped to a mm -hmm. value. When you say a hash data table, what what are you what are you talking about specifically? Well, every every language they implement their own hash table, so it's different the implementation of a Java hash table of a PHP hash table. For mm -hmm. example, talking about security, we have seen some mechanisms that they um they they trick the function that was the collision function. Mm -hmm. So they made um, overflows to the memory because they hit this mem this function. So the function that is handling the collisions is different. It depends implementation. We should go to the code and find the right code and read there and understand what they are doing because every language is completely different. Okay, so it's different. But what we know is that there are some limitations. Okay, about mm. the space, the CPU, all of this. Okay, so uh, going back to the to the start, this kind of ha hash algorithm, it let us to have a input, a hash that is the function itself, and then a output. Uh -huh. And depend the properties that we want. So it depends what we are doing, the business, the requirements. We are gonna choose a different hash. Okay, but then. Going to the uh, security side, and the SHA-1, that is the one that has been kind of um, weakened, mm -hmm. um, this algorithm, okay, was an algorithm that, as you said before, they didn't want to find another collision. They want to be free or collisions. That means uh, that you, in a, in a kind of, in a feasible time, you don't find another input that creates the same output. So, so in a sense, it's, uh, I mean, a good properties of crypt cryptographic hashes are 
these are algorithms that are actually incredibly inefficient on computing mm-hmm. hardware because we we want we want to not be able to find a collision. Be, be careful. Be careful with the sentence. Be okay. careful because. Uh, especially these hash functions and they are related a lot with the kind of cipher functions that we can talk a little bit later these functions when you implement them you are preparing the hardware to be highly efficient with the um, hash so what it means is internally this hash function is using another functions that they, they are for example a shift function a summatory that they are very efficient in a CPU, right? Okay, because every time that you calculate the hash, you you create like iterations, okay? And every iteration you are changing this result, this output. For example, SHA one has eighteen iterations, okay? Hmm. And they they are they are separ- separate by blocks. Eighty iterations. Yes, yes. So they are they are separated in four blocks, okay? 20, 20, 20 and 20, and they are different kind of algorithms, okay? Hmm. And and this must be very efficient in um in a computer. There are other there are other hash functions that they have been uh, designed with other purposes that they are going to be for example a slower. For example, the bcrypt function. The bcrypt is a function that is being used for creating a hash of a password. Mm-hmm. That what it does, it it executes the same function several times itself. So it means that if one function it takes, for example, uh, one hundred milliseconds, if I execute the same functions ten, ta- ten times, I'm gonna take one second. So taking the input, the output of one function, and then putting it back as the input again to the same function. That's right. That's right. That's the idea. So with this idea, what what we create is a hash algorithm that for calculate back. So it means if we want to brute force the algorithm to find the the original input, we have to spend so much time. So mm. because we don't have enough CPU um, CPU time, okay, enough CPU, we cannot reverse this mm. hash algorithm. Okay. At the end, uh, remember something very important. When we are creating a hash, we want to have a huge or infinite data into a kind of uh, not variable but a static static length um, result. Length. So yes, fixed length. So we are losing information when we process a hash function. We are losing information. So that's why it's possible to create uh, another um, another input that match the same output that the first one. Yeah, so like in the case of SHA-1, SHA-1 is a 160-bit long hash. Mm -hmm. So no matter how much data you put in, what you get out is 160 bits. So what that means is that there must be, since we're putting in more than we get out, there must be two things that if we put in, we get the same value out. And effectively what we have with these two PDFs from Google is two things that we put in that we get the same 160-bit chunk of data out. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, so I think one thing we briefly touched on was uh, properties of cryptographic caches. So mm-hmm. when we talked about uh, briefly about bcrypt, you were talking about not being able to reverse the hash. And that's definitely one of the important properties of cryptographic uh, hash functions is that from the output of the functions, you're not able to recreate the input. Yeah, mainly that's a, for this kind of family algorithms. Yeah, that's a purpose. Okay. Do you want to talk about other important properties? Uh, I, I I think that um, as I said, we said the the CRC, for example, mm-hmm. is um is a function that it it lets you to have the kind of fingerprint. So it's very fast. So you have a huge file. So it can be several gigabytes, mm-hmm. and this function is gonna take some some just some information from this this function and we can we can be almost sure that that file has been has been for example um has been compressed only once okay so what they mean is that as we said there are different properties and not all of them must be true for example mm. when we are creating a hash we don't really need to be always true that um, it must be perfectly accurate uh, for example there is another function that is called f 
and B, that this function is F very fast. F and B. Okay, F and B. This this one uh, is very fast. If you ha if you want to create uh, unique IDs from a large data, you can use this function to say, okay, f how many? This is used also in the um, in the Bloom filter. The mm -hmm. Bloom filter is for okay, I have million of users, but I don't want I want only to use um, this this number of memory. Okay, mm -hmm. a short memory because I have million of users, million of events, and I want to count the number of events every time, and I want to use few memory. So this this hash and well this kind of full algorithm because it's a full function. Uh, this function must be uh, quite accurate and with an estimation of an error. Mm -hmm. He must be telling me okay how many hits we had of every event, but I'm not counting every event. I'm just counting like an average. Like, okay, I know with an error of 1% that I have 3,000 uh, 3, users, okay? Mm -hmm. Or I have 3 million of 3 billion users. So with the estimation, we are getting a number enough good, okay? And this is done also with the hash function. It doesn't have to be safe. It just must be, be accurate. Okay, so I, I think that it's important to understand that the hash function has different purposes and every purpose has consequences. So it matters a lot the implementation. One of the first things that they tell you in when you are studying really cryptography in deep is mm -hmm. that don't ever write your own uh, class for um, for implementing a hash or a kind of uh, cipher function. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's very difficult. You you don't have to care only about um, about to write the algorithm. That is something that you can read the pseudocode and it's easy. But the problem is, imagine that you use you use a machine that is multi-thread. What is going to happen? For example, there are several attacks. Uh, maybe it's another topic, okay, related. But there are several attacks that you can measure the bits that they are in the circuit itself or the mm -hmm. CPU, so you know what is happening, okay? This is a side channel attack, okay? Mm -hmm. So th this is a bit more complex, but uh, you have to be very careful when you really implement the algorithm. Even in the implementation, that's, that's terrible. But in this case, and going back to the main main topic, that it's <laughs> uh -huh. the Shattered Shao One, um, the problem that we found here is, uh, is a collision attack. So right now, we know that it's possible is potentially possible mm -hmm. to have with uh, creating one, for example, in this case, is PDF, but with, with PDF, we can get another one that is has the same signature, the same hash, okay? Mm. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> what, what I'm trying to get you to say are like the... Uh, sure. So on Wikipedia, there's this article called Cryptographic Hash Function, and it says the ideal cryptographic hash function has five main properties. So it's deterministic, uh -huh. it's quick to compute the hash value, it's infeasible to generate a message from its hash, a small change in the uh, message produces a big change in the hash, and mm -hmm. it's infeasible to find two different messages with the same hash value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, as I said, at the end, um, it depends what you want, that you have to choose different properties. You don't really need all of them sometimes, because as I said, you, you, you need, you need to spend, well, you, you, you only have available a short range of memory. So it, it depends what you have. You have to choose rightly the new kind of hash. Right now, for example, we are mm -hmm. not using a kind of a longer hash. Because every time that you have the hash and you want, for example, to verify a file, you have to send all the hash with the file. So this is a lot of network, mm. to, a lot of bandwidth. So we are using this kind of short one, like SHA-1. We are using SHA-1 instead of SHA-2 because the 2 or the 5 is longer than the SHA-1. Mm. So when you are sending a lot of information, imagine that every package that you send through the network, you are checking the, the integrity. So right. every time you are sending these these bits, so uh, there is a moment that is a huge amount of bits through the network. So that's why you are choosing a the smallest one, but it it ensures that it's not broken. Right. Well, and often it, often in like transmission protocols where uh, like authentication, mm -hmm. where 
is is not as important um you will use something like a crc which is both very small and very fast as opposed to a cryptographic hash function which takes more time to compute and might be longer yeah but but you are saying something that is very important you are okay. saying okay once that we are got authenticated and we are authorized in that moment we start using something that is not so safe not so secure mm. That's right, because the first one was using this kind of functions. So right now we are with this SHA one, we are breaking the first algorithm. We are breaking the kind of digest uh, um, uh, hand shaking. Right. So uh, the problem is not later. The problem is when you got authenticated. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, did you want to talk about uh, differences with the cipher algorithm algorithm briefly, or mm. or head on to what is the this specific shattered attack? Yeah, I, I think it's better if we go directly to the SHA-1 because the, it's just a kind of, okay. as I said before, properties and, okay, what is the more mathematical things? Everything that we are talking about ciphering, uh, cryptographic, uh, cryptography, cryptography uh, this is this comes from mathematics. So right. in the moment that you are, for example, I did the, the, the course of uh, cryptography and in that moment they start with uh, advanced mathematics and you are using a matrix, you're using a generator, you're using um, some functions that I think that right now is not the, the moment to talk <laughs> and even even I don't remember all of all of the concepts. So. Well, it, and this, this is actually why... Uh why uh, engineers don't really particularly like to talk about cryptography and often have trouble implementing cryptography is because it is actually deeply mathematical and we might not actually be very good at math. I Personally, I don't agree. I don't think that this is the true. I mean, uh -huh. I think we love to talk about this. I mean, we can uh, go specific and start talking about something very, very specific. The problem is that if we talk about this, it's going to be useless. Because as I said before, mm. when you are doing something really professional, you have to believe the implementation for other people. And these people, they are really cryptographers who invest a lot of time preparing the function, uh, ensuring that everything was right. So you want to delegate, okay? Mm. And we can talk about, okay, we have this function and maybe it's like it's worth to to spend time telling you how it works in something very concrete. I I mean, it's very difficult to talk about this topic just in large, in like, right. oh, there exists hash function. Okay, but what do you want to do? Do you want to do something efficient? Do you want to do something that is iterating 200 times? It's, what is the goal? No? So in the moment that we talk, I can say, okay, but before all this kind of chit chat, Let's mm -hmm. say what is true and what what is more um what is more important and what is important is don't write your own functions because <laughs> there are there are so many attacks that you don't even know right. you have to be a kind of specialist for knowing these things so I I did I have write the implementation of these and I have do fasters and um, I know but because I know I am uh -huh. not gonna do that. Okay, so <laughs> it's a kind of um, you can you can for example you can see a doctor how to do an operation to a patient, but you don't want to do that because there are so many things that he's deciding in the moment he's doing the operation that you don't even know that is this happening. So because I have more uh, base, more knowledge about this topic, I can tell you well, um, let's avoid this. <laughs> Right. Well, it's it's the paradox of like, if you are truly ignorant about a subject, yeah. you don't yeah. know what you don't know. And because yeah. you don't know what you don't know, you're even more dangerous than somebody who knows more. Yeah. Yeah. But but in the moment that you get some uh, kind of algorithm and you start talking about, oh, but this function in this kind of CPU processor, it will be easier to uh, to to process. So this takes one millisecond and this one is two milliseconds. And if you use a, a, a GPU, it's going to be faster than. So you can do, for example, all the kind of Bitcoins. It's based on this mathematics, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, you start talking about this deeply with someone who understand the base and even you explain to him like what you want to talk about and i i think that's the real purpose but to be mm -hmm. so global to someone who doesn't understand about the topic i think is too much because um, 
when I say a sentence about ciphering, I have mm-hmm. so many implications. I am sure. I'm sure that every everything I said, it can be like, mm, but Sergio, wait a second. Maybe this doesn't is not true in this kind of situation. Well, mm. maybe. So that that's why that's why I'm a bit careful about, and I don't want to go kind of deeper because then we have to go with the kind of uh, hypothesis. Like, okay, if we have this input, then a function, then this, 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 and <laughs> you define so many things, and you need the context. Okay, so that that that's why that's why it's difficult to to persons just start talking about oh. Are, is a hash good or bad? It's like, well, there is not a, a <laughs> response. No, it's useful if you need and you need, you know when you have to use. And in the moment that you know you have, for example, a program, a product that it is using, uh, these kind of functions or, or, or cipher functions, mm-hmm. then um, try to use something standard and to has, that has been proved, no? Because there are organizations that they have spent a lot of um, time and money just to make that good enough. And in the moment that, for example, right now Google has spent so much money to make, to show to everybody that there is a collision mm. is because they want to make you awareness that there is a huge problem over there. So everybody that is using right now SHA-1, please start moving to another um, SHA-2, SHA-5, depends, okay? But they are telling you like, hey, be careful. We have already find this kind of problem. So maybe a, a, a kind of terrorist organization maybe could use potentially for that. So they, they are trying to advise you. Like, okay, mm. nothing is going to happen. We haven't crushed the war. Don't worry. Because as I said, maybe... Um, you are having the hash, but what happens in GitHub, okay? In GitHub, what they have is in Git, sorry, Git. Well, be- before we get to Git, like, let's, let's go to the next, like, what, what is the shattered uh, attack? Okay. Um, the shattered attack at the end is to find another collision of one, um, one PDF file. In this case, they made a PDF file. Mm-hmm. If we go deeper to the internals, okay, what happened is one, they use uh, combinations of all the old material. So everything that they had already fine, they use that thing. Uh, they also use uh, another thing that is very important and is that they pre-calculate only for a kind of a structure. So they use mm-hmm. a PDF structure. So it means that they knew forehand, they knew what was the bytes that was in that position. So they already knew that, okay, this is a PDF and we are going to create another PDF. If you give them, for example, another file or just binary data, this is going to be possible, okay? You need to mm. pre-establish some kind of data. And they choose a PDF because, well, it's, it's huge. And they use a, a GPG inside a PDF, okay? So they are kind of cheating, but they are... Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. They are like kind of cheating, but they are making you like, hey... This is potentially problematic, okay? Right. So it's not like um, that's completely done, but it's like, oh, that's one collision. Yeah, so th- they're taking advantage of the fact that to a layperson, the PDFs appear visually mm-hmm. to be exactly identical, um, yeah. but PDF files have space in them to contain arbitrary data. They are putting things in that arbitrary data that makes... Um, Oh wait, wait. Oh, never mind. Sorry, I'm I'm mixing this up. Okay, so, <laughs> okay. So they have two PDF files that appear to be different, and they're and they are they are different. <laughs> and they are different. Okay, these these are two PDF files that are different, and within PDF files there is also not there is space for random bits of data that isn't displayed to the user, and they're using they're putting random junk data in those spaces to affect the the resulting hash of both PDF files. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. At the end, what they have is one that is a legitimate PDF that probably it contains, uh, for example, a snapshot. You, you, for example, you create and and this, this, there are several companies that they do this. That, for example, they want to be uh, legally, legally sure that um, a web page had a status, a state. Mm in a moment, okay? So they take a screenshot and they upload the screenshot inside a PDF and they create a SHA-1 of the PDF. So they are sure that the PDF that contains the screenshot is always the same, 
Mm. So this is a signature, and this can be legally used. And in the moment right. that you are able to create a file that is trust data, young data, uh, in that moment, you can say, okay, but this could be done with this other PDF that is nothing. So in that mm. moment, legally speaking, we are breaking all the trust on this PDF screenshot. Okay, so that that's why they create a PDF inside the image. Okay, okay. And uh, the way they actually did it was... Um, so this uh, hmm. mm -hmm. so a pure brute force attack where you're trying I mean you can have infinite inputs to these functions so mm -hmm. a pure brute force attack is not actually feasible but what mm -hmm. they what you want to try and do is instead of you know trying what like two to the 160 different combinations you want to mm -hmm. cut that down so that oh you know with this thing you're only trying two to the 80 combinations or with this extra hack you're only trying like two to the 69 combinations or with this extra hack and as you reduce yeah. the number of computations you have to do at some point it becomes feasible for a system with well i mean they they said they used um what it, they were able to calculate this hash in effectively 110 gpus running for one year mm-hmm yeah, which is just totally it's it's something that with a little bit of money anyone could do well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for example, for example, with the with all the CPUs and GPUs that they are using for the Bitcoin chains, the the chains of Bitcoins, they could mm -hmm. break it with several several days. Okay, so. Um, it's mm. it's it's possible, but of course nobody is gonna use right now. But it is is uh, at the end what happened here is it was um, a research uh, center that they have mm -hmm. very good um, cryptography people, and and they they designed the kind of algorithm that was for make this kind of weakness, mm -hmm. and then to be able to calculate with this number, and these guys they asked Google for some help and Google said okay I put the machines for for making this possible no and well both of them they join and they they create this tool that we can check a PDF so but you need so many GPUs and everything so and you you, you must you as I said you must know the kind of uh, structure that you, this is gonna start no so so if you have some raw data this is going to be possible right now. But if these guys got this, they arrived to this stage, this is telling you that maybe in four years we have something that has a collision in any kind of binary data because they find mm. something that is, or, or well, we have uh, faster computers. So we, go, we know that we are getting advantage every, every year. By, by the way, what does their, they have a file tester on this website that says, you know, drag some files here and we'll tell you if they are part of a collision attack. Do you have a sense of what they're doing there? Yeah, yeah. Well, and there is in, in GitHub, there is a, um, a project, a program that tells you a little bit what is happening. And is the same that they said about what is checking is a vectors. It vectors like, okay, I know that in this position from this byte to this byte, we have these numbers. And only these numbers, if you change one of them, that's over. Because they know that, uh, you remember when I, when I define a little bit the hash function and I mm. said the SHA-1, it has 80 iterations and the 20, the first 20 has some algorithm. The next 20 has another one. Okay. So the first ones, they have been like analyzed. They are like, okay, if we know that the data that you input is this, in the next state is going to be like this. So mm -hmm. they have already all these kind of, uh, they can uh, bypass these um, iterations. So they are, what, what this tool is doing is it checks that in these uh, spaces, there is this information. So in the moment that you are using a PDF and this PDF hasn't changed something dramatically, they detect that, okay, we're, we know that everything that we pre-calculate is going to match after the iteration 23. Mm. Okay, so they have a part of the iteration 23 that is already pre-calculated. I recommend, if anybody is interesting, I recommend the page uh, 19 
of the document that they have, the PDF, there is a very interesting graph, it's the figure 3, the differential path of the second block up to A23. And with some, some symbols, they are making you to see how from the initial hash that you have, okay, the, the, the original one, this goes like changing a small, uh, little by little. And at the end in the, in the 23, you only have three symbols. So you can guess that data is like that in that step. But the dots, they are like, okay, we don't know. We don't know. So these guys, they pre-calculate all of this stuff that they have in this figure. They know all the symbols and they don't know the dots. So the dots is what they pre-calculate. So if you start with that message that matches, you are going to know after this step. So mm. this is a reduction. This is like they weak the algorithm and they are using brute force to calculate all the iterations, well, everything that they can possible, all the possibilities, and that's it. <laughs> this is in the paper that they published. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What what page is it on? Uh, 19. One nine. Okay, so... They are doing uh, some kind of simulation or like, okay, with his, but um, this is just pure um, mathematics about, okay, this is, mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, you see a DOM, the, the symbol and the table, the conditions. Mm -hmm. so. But I think that's too much. I think that they just yeah. use a lot of information. They reuse everything that they had already discovered, other researchers. So they just... Um, improve it, improve it with some kind of uh, predictions and making mm -hmm. this kind of uh, static from the start. So that I think that's the important point and this this is where where they did it very well. And well, they got a, they got a program, a tool that make you check if it has got a collision. So that's enough. That's enough for make aware all the community. So uh, end user should not be so worried about but all the kind of developers that they they are maintaining something and they are using SHA-1, mm. this is a huge recommendation to change to the next one, to SHA-256. Uh, and yeah, be, be careful about uh, if you are saving, for example, you are storing your SHAs into a database that has maximum length of the SHA-1. So maybe you need to change the the size of your database and you if you are using a legacy system maybe um, mm. this is a problem because you have to migrate several kind of gigabytes petabytes whatever bytes. <laughs> yeah so well, it, yeah. it also depends like why why you're using uh a shot one uh i mean it, it may be that you're not actually trying to use it for any of the uh and any of the you you just want you just want a basic hash and SHA one happened to be a simple hash so you just use SHA one but you're not actually relying on any of the uh, properties of a cryptographic hash. Then you are a bit stupid because then you could use another thing that is more fast to calculate <laughs> because a SHA one <laughs> it takes time to be calculated so maybe maybe you choose the wrong the wrong thing so maybe if you want <laughs> yeah no no. <laughs> if you were using Shawan, it has a reason. No? So maybe right now that we have the, that is like broken, what is like, okay, there is a huge recommendation to move to the next mm -hmm. one. So at the end, of course, of course, may maybe you are not affected because uh, as the people of Git, no, that they, they have also the length of the file. So it's more difficult to find another, uh, another, file with the same length with the same uh, hash no the same fingerprint so yeah. it, it, it I, I mean i think you have to just review what you do but mm. i think that if you are using sha1 and you have a proposed you should really care uh we have to say and, and before when you gave the, that example about the communication mm -hmm. we said that no that i i am not so concerned about in the moment that you are already pre-authenticated. Uh, mm. I am concerned about this authenticated system. No, mm. if if you look at the infography that they 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 upload, yeah. uh, and you see they potentially impacted these systems, everything yeah. that we are talking about is uh, very kind of um, sensitive data, no? Document signatures, HTTPS certificate, uh, version control. Uh, for example, let's remember that one of the kind of virtual control system, I think, what's Mercury, 
if I am not wrong. It was material? like it crashed. It crashed because they blow two PDFs to the systems. Okay, so oh, that, that's uh, SVN, isn't it? SVN. Like, SVN. Yeah. So like, um, people are just trying to upload these two S. <laughs> like, if you <laughs> upload two things, because SVN is using uh, SHA ones for deduplication. If you upload two things with the same that have the same SHA one hash, all sorts of crazy things happen. Exactly. So maybe, maybe in that moment, if you had another implementation. Yes, yes, giving you a warning and saying, hey, error, there is a file that exists with this. So maybe in that moment it was, or it just overwrites the old, old, old file. But um, what I mean is that depends what you want, then you have to decide. In this case, it crashes system. Okay, congratulations. Okay, and the next one is backup systems. Okay, so mm. the four of them, the four of them, they have sensitive data. So that's why, that's why it's so important. Mm. If this will affect only something random it doesn't matter it, it happens like every day every day we are having a lot of technical debt a lot of products that they are not um, exactly as they are they are all the kind of security bugs they mm-hmm. are that but this one affects to like everything why because we trust in that function this function has been validated with a organism that spend as i said a lot of money a lot of time uh, they make the um uh kind of quiz for choose the algorithm. So they had so many candidates, they present uh, some mathematics, they they search like, okay, it's gonna be any problem, is it safe, is how how much is gonna take in my CPU, in this design, what is the kind of libraries, depending on your your um your architecture of the of the CPU. It does it matters a lot. Everything matters. And we are talking about a lot of cycles of CPU. So um, this is everything has been very carefully picked. You know? It's like mm. they decide it very carefully. So we have to be very like prudent, no, when we are deciding, oh, we want this one or that one. But but yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Uh so actually I mean it's been known for a really long time that uh, SHA-1 has been vulnerable. Uh, it, it, it hasn't been recommended for a relatively long time. Like, I think the in the U.S., the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, yeah. has a recommendation against using SHA-1 that uh, looks like dates from around 2013 for uh, public key infrastructure for, like, TLS uh, mm. and certificate signatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been an attempt to move browsers away from um trusting signatures that are signed with sha1 for several years and i think this shattered uh, collision really made <laughs> made the point that that was actually an important effort yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the problem as you said right now is several years no for several years but do you imagine in the in the 80s that they were like, oh, SHA-1 is the most safe and it's never, ever going to be destroyed, no? So right now, that we can recommend to use the SHA-4096, okay? <laughs> no, no, the, the, really? we can, okay. No, we, we can choose, no, another one that is going to be stronger, no? Just longer, uh, longer size. So right now we can be with, or for example, with deciphering. If we call, if we if we talk about the elliptic curves, we can say, mm. "Oh, that that's the future. That's amazing. This is oh, th- yeah, they are right now." But twenty years ago, thirty years ago, this was like okay, impossible. And we are talking about systems that they are banks. They are very old legacy mm. systems. We are not talking about Facebook. If Facebook is using this one or not, maybe they have their own implementation. For example, the other day, a news that is interesting to to say is um, to mention is uh, Amazon. They just changed completely what is OpenSSL for a version, a custom uh, version that they have. That SSL, I think it is like uh, 600,000 lines. And this implementation is just 6,000 lines. So they changed right. all the systems. They migrate all the systems to the custom and easier to read and easier to maintain implementation. So when we are talking about these functions, we have to go to the past and say, hey, who is still using and uh, can you uh, can you really migrate the system? Can you, for example, uh, if you have uh, bank information and you have transactions and you create a SHA-1 for every transaction about this amount, maybe you can now create another identical transaction from another user to other, no, from you one user mm. to another user and you can manipulate something, no? So um, 
when we are talking about security, uh, always, always, and right now it happens, you don't use one bug. You don't use one vulnerability. You combine mm. several of them. So it's in that moment that um, is is a problematic, no? So right now, what happened? Right. Okay, what happened with the chatterer is the uh, the kind of awareness is that um, they discover something that is potentially be hitting in the next years. So if you are a developer, please start changing. There is another mm. example. Let me word that example. Mm-hmm. Is the uh, when it was the two thousand. The 2000 year, you remember? Oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so so many clocks, they were not designed for half more than um, their 16 bits, bytes, mm-hmm. sorry, bytes. So these these clocks, they had only one date, okay? So they, they, they didn't were able to manage to be the 2000. And there were a lot of um, embedded devices, kind of alarms, kind of uh, elevators, kind of all this stuff. That was mm-hmm. not updated to handle this error. Right now, right now we are using a Unix timestamp, and because we are using uh, 32 bytes, because we want bits. Sorry, um, no bytes, bytes, four bytes. 32 bits. Yeah, four bytes. No, eight. no, eight bytes. <laughs> eight bytes. <laughs> this but, is why okay. we can't talk about math because we can't yeah. even do arithmetic. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, sorry. So the the problem is that the the twenty thirty eight we are gonna have another problem. So in twenty one years we are gonna finish the number of the Unix stamp. So in that moment we are gonna have another problem. And the question is why we are not migrating to that? Well, because or do we have still and it's it's changing a lot. It's, it has changed in the last years. Has changed a lot, but like all our systems is thirty two bits. Okay. So because mm-hmm. we are using a thirty two bits architecture. We are um, we are still with this number as the count, okay, for to know which mm. year is this. But we can migrate to a sixty-four. But a lot of devices, micro devices, embedded devices, they they are still not like they. It's cheaper, no? It's quite cheaper to maintain one lower number than a huge number for the date. Okay, so just to reiterate that, uh, yeah, what you're saying sure. there is that, uh, so Unix timestamps are like, it's like the number of seconds since January 1st, 1970, and it's represented as a 32-bit number, which is four bytes, <laughs> and uh, the number of seconds from January 1st, 1970 uh, is... Well, let's see. Two to the, you only have two to the, two to the thirty-two possible seconds, and that number of seconds, uh, if you add that to nineteen seventy, you get twenty thirty-eight. So sometime in the year twenty thirty-eight, uh, sometime uh, we will run out of time that we will be able to represent using a thirty-two bit timestamp. Mm-hmm. That's it. But that's another example that is the same that happened before, and it's happening right now with the SHA one. So. Yeah. The other interesting thing is that, like, these things, I mean, so MD5 was another hash that was really, really popular in the 90s. Hmm. And even today, like, occasionally you see, like, MD5 signatures here and there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they, and you know, it's it's not like usually they're, I mean, hopefully you don't see them in security sensitive applications. But, you know, once people are used to using particular tools, they just, you know, they use MD5 because they've always used it or because they wrote the system a long time ago and nobody's updating it. And these things tend to tend to last, stick around much, much longer than you would expect. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's my personal opinion, but I think that MD5 is so popular uh-huh. because they got some a very good kind of, a huge marketing. Okay, so everybody with PHP in the moment of PHP, and everybody was <laughs> over there starting. They, 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 they could use the MD5 function very easily. They only needed mm. to do MD5 uh, parentheses and some value, and it worked. And for them, they, it was very like, wow, wow, it works, and we can do everything we want. That's we love it. That's it. That's it. I, I think that it's a problem of uh, divulgation. About that, everybody just knew that, and that's it. In the moment that you start 
reading a little bit more and you understand what's the consequence and what is the length. And, but I, I don't think that the people that they are using that, they really um, understand the consequence. I, I think that it's just, it's popular. It's popular. Mm. That's, that's the reason. That There is nothing else. Right now, we hope no, that with this kind of um, fancy names, they shattered, uh, mm. the clothes bleed, and these names, <laughs> everybody is more kind of, th- there is more uh, publicity, more announcements, everybody is more aware that this yeah. is happening. So it, it's just uh, 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 to reach everybody and say, hey, don't use this, don't use that, because yeah, le- the people, they are not specialists of these kind of uh these kind of things you need as i said a lot of mathematics for for really understand no the 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 concepts and and i think that md5 was just popular and easy Mm. to use for example have you seen or are you have you implemented any time the hmac function uh no i haven't no it's normal it's normal it's something very useful but it's like well i need several parameters or for example when you are uh, doing ciphering and you know and you need the um, the pre vector okay it's called the a b uh mm-hmm. this number is something that is like oh man but w- w- which one is this number can i use a random one can i leave it like nil like no space can i so this makes weak the algorithm but they don't Mm. know because they want something simple to use so even you don't understand all the kind of mathematics that as i said is something that you learn once and later uh, okay you understand forever Mm. but you are gonna forget okay that's that's completely over overhead um you are gonna understand that this is you you must be very careful because there is so many implications that um, you don't really know so, yeah. All right. Uh, any final thoughts about Sha Wan and Shattered that you want to share? No, I, I think it's, it's, it's very cool, no? What what they did, this kind of uh, research researching center with Google and Google that was so nice to say, okay, I'm going to start so many machines free for you and we are going to de- do this, no? that this is going to be history, you know? There will be a moment mm-hmm. that, okay, this day we just... We just um, said that this one doesn't work anymore. No, it's a collision. No, that's the the kind of uh, it's a um, popularity. As we said, like oh, we are famous, no people in the in the in the cryptography world. But I I I think it's 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 very very cool that they prepare something like that. And yeah, we we have I think the governments the, the, we need institutions that they research about this and and mm. give no these tools that they are more safe and we have also to be very careful no with um with the with the implementations no? that we we prepare and and for example if you are creating a new framework and you are creating your own implementation you really try to find some assessment from someone who really knows and and ask some friends and i think that this is a very very sensitive um, topic and it's very easy to say oh that's broken but why mm. is this broken why how how they what we have been talking about okay these guys they have been cheating with the kind of predefined structure but well cheating works so um, right. they they haven't really cheated. It's just they did with a pattern. Okay, do the same. Please do the same. <laughs> if you can't do the same, so uh, <laughs> yeah, these guys they 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 are really worth. I I know one guy, for example, in Spain. He went to one of the biggest uh, conference of security, and he said he said that he had broken the the algorithm for the SSL one dot two or one dot three. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. And he was like, oh, but I am not going to show you how I did. I'm going to tell you how I did that, no? And everybody was like, mm, are you sure that you broke it? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did, I did. And later, of course, they discovered that this guy, mm, he never broke it. He was using something that was already, I, I don't remember exactly, but it was like, okay, it's, it's normal, no? If you know the key and you have already pre-calculate if you did that, that it's like it's the same like we're talking about uh whatsapp know that oh 
if you are able to ha to do a man in the middle when you are interchanging the keys, then you broke the algorithm. O of course, in that moment, that's that, that's the kind of design that we're using. So in the first time in the WhatsApp, you are having the the you pre-establish the key. If this key is mm. stolen because you don't trust to the other uh the other agent, the other party, then that that's completely normal. So in this case, mm, it's the same. Mm. Yeah. Um, so actually, uh, one one final thing. Uh, sure. So as developers, uh, Git is probably the most popular uh, version control system at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, Git uses SHA-1 hashes heavily. Is this something that you're particularly worried about? No, not at all. Not at all. I think that the guys that they are behind Git, they know very well what it is. They know that right now they just found this kind of okay, we can do these collisions. That's something they they are aware. Uh, Linus Torvalds itself, he he spoke about this. Uh, the security, the design is not compromised, but um, I am sure that they are gonna release new versions that they are move to. To new kind of um, of collision management algorithm mm. that maybe is the SHA two hundred fifty six or maybe they they are they know because they analyze and they they prove that it's more difficult to find it because they have the length of the file. I don't know. I don't know how they are gonna how they are gonna um, uh, handle, but. In the next version, I'm sure that in the moment that you update the repo and you, yeah, you just update your version of the Git, this is gonna be enough. So I, mm. I'm not worried. They can manage the collisions. That's, that's fine. If they manage a collision and they just have to print you an error saying, hey, this is a collision of another file. That's it. That's more than enough. So that's the implementation. So I, I'm not worried at all. No, not at all. Okay, so because because they're also saving the length of the file, it makes it harder to create collisions, and they are, to some extent, they are using SHA-1 hashes for security purposes. But for develop in, for average developers, they might not actually be relying on the security functionality present there. And do you think that so? They have a little bit more time before they can switch before they have to switch to something else, and mm -hmm. you're pretty confident that by the time that they will switch to something else pretty soon yeah yeah i I am more worried about the kind of for example routers a router that has been shipped mm -hmm. and you buy the router and this router cannot be updated because there is no any mechanism or if you update you are gonna break all the compatibilities with everything else at the device that that's what I'm worried about uh, every time that we have this kind of SSL problem, for example, what we have to worry about is the kind of devices that you have it hard code. In the moment that mm -hmm. the Git, Git guys, they, 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 they can change all the, all the logic. They can make a conditional. That's fixed. They know the problem. So that's fixed. It's, I, I'm not worried at all. Right. It's like the consumer devices that rely on having, uh, that can only support certificates signed with SHA-1 hashes, and they're just going to be sitting around in people's houses for the next 10 years, and we'll never get updates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's it, that's it. This is a kind of problematic, because we are talking about, and maybe we can do a chapter about this, but we are talking about devices that once you buy them, that's that's like okay they are never gonna be updated and in some years that's 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 terrible what they have over there is is terrible but that that's a problem i i mean sorry let, let me reformulate the the answer and is the problem is um, these uh products that they are in the technical market so they mm -hmm. are software development they, they have something of software but they don't really care about the software. They don't understand what means to ship something with the software that you cannot update again. Okay, so it's the same like what happens with the cars. No, we have seen with Tesla that the guys of Tesla they just need to uh, upload a new firmware uh, that this one is validated, everything mm -hmm. uh, has the proper mechanism, and it updates the car. So in a second, all the cars of the world they are updated with the last version. So if they see something new, that can fix very fast. Okay, but imagine other cars that they 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 don't have this mechanism. That's terrible. Okay, that's that. Uh, oh, oh, we have to go take all of them, change the the firmware in the company, in the factory. That's uh, you cannot be in the 
technical software uh, market if you don't really know how to handle these kind of errors, okay? Right, and, and, and like, you know, 40, 50, 60 years into the computer revolution, there are still so many industries that even though they're producing things that have chips in them, don't fundamentally understand how computers work. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. I think we love to talk because we've been here <laughs> one hour. So. Okay, okay. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening. And we are on iTunes now, so please like and subscribe and tell your friends. Thank you All very right. much. Bye-bye.